0: hey Scarlett.
1: Welcome back guys, you're listening to Style Over Substance.
0: We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always.
1: We release new episodes every
0: Tuesday. So subscribe on your favourite podcast listening platforms. So I'm still in my um, bikini buying phase. I feel like we haven't told people. Oh, haven't we?
1: That oh. you're no spend
0: is <laughs> no more. No, we, we told them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I they know.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's bikini um, season for them. Now I'm in the phase of trying to find some good swimwear. Well, no, like a good bikini to take on holiday with me towards the end of the year. Like I have a one piece. I think, well, we've discussed this between mm-hmm. us, but not on the podcast. We both agree that we like a one piece, yeah. you know? Yeah. Love a one piece. And the shaping of it can do wonders for the body as well. A high leg is kind mm-hmm. to everyone. It is, it really is. Um, but bikinis are tricky though. Because they're, they're so, so hard to buy. Yeah. And also I dress, I'm quite a covered up person in general. Mm. Um, And I'm just comfortable like that, most comfortable like that. So to be on a beach, fully naked, pretty much. Yeah. The the first thing I think of is the bloat.
1: We very rarely expose ourselves. Well, we're not people who kind of, I don't know, we very rarely display ourselves like that. And Mm. so you're essentially going out in nothing more than underwear. Mm. And so, yeah, you kind of want something you're going to feel comfortable with. And I literally, when I was away, I'd be like, I feel great. Wake up in the morning and then slowly, but surely, like even just with a bit of breakfast. And I had a good breakfast. I'd have like an omelette
0: and some grapefruit, you know. Okay. That's not bloating. That's quite good. I will bloat with water, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So then by the end of the
1: day, you're like, that's not how I signed up to look today. Mm. <laughs> and that's fine. And it happens to the best of us. It's normal, but you know. But when you, you, want, holiday look, you, you want a swimsuit go. that's going to grow a little bit with you or isn't going to only look good first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: At your peak in the morning. yeah. You, know, you need, something, you need <laughs> something that will. The weather's <laughs> the storm of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's really tricky and I don't, I think the reason why I'm putting so much effort into it this time is that, as we both discussed, we're trying to make our next holidays like our best holiday looks yet. Mm. Um, Because when I look back on pictures of myself all the time, I'm like, what the fuck was I wearing? What was I thinking? So I'm trying to like have some good, timeless holiday looks does um, that exist? We don't know. I don't know, but I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think like I've normally, when I buy clothes, I know what I like, I know what I don't like. You know, I have a lot of experience yeah. buying clothes, um, but I've never thought about it in this much depth when it comes to bikini. So I need to figure out what suits me for the first time, I feel like.
1: It's difficult because we evolve, and different styles. Like we've discussed it, I think a little bit before. Summer clothes are so much more trend-led than I think winter clothes are. My winter clothes are the clothes I have had. Like I've had yeah. the same jumpers for like five, six years. I love them. I feel like they're timeless. You just pair yeah. them with like that. Whether it's at one point a skinny jean or now it's mum jeans or straight jeans, whatever, and it works. And you just have those coats. And it works, but summer clothes, I feel like is so much harder and especially swimwear. Um, Mm -hmm. But tell the people how many orders
0: you've made. (laughs) Don't expose me. No, but Um, I think
1: it's more, it's not about you. It's about, look, you haven't really changed clothing size in like the last five six years you've been the same clothing size like as long as I can remember yeah Yeah. so that's not even the problem is that you Mm. fluctuate or you're in between you know your size but it's so hard to find what suits you when you see a glamorous or like a girl with the hottest bod styling out a swimsuit Mm. who's to say what that looks like on you I think with clothes you're like yeah she's kind of my frame. I can get what that would look like on me. I think a swimsuit, you just can't gauge it. You can't yeah, gauge cause... the fabric. Is it going to be sheer? How's it going to mm. fit? Is it going to bunch weird? Is it going to ride up my bum? Like, what is it going to do? So I think the number of orders you've made isn't co- isn't representing you being some mad shopper. I think mm. it represents how hard it is to find swimwear.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, for context, I'm fairly a stable relatively stable weight through most of my adult life and swimwear the thing is with it that I find at least is that I'm on these websites Mm -hmm. and I'm on like you know like kind of like the typical high street websites because they have all the interesting pieces you know you want something that's kind of cute kind of fun maybe the color's nice or the Mm -hmm. shape is original something you want something special about it. But they have, the girls on here, spray tanned like nothing else. They're in the, (laughs) they're in like the, you know, the pose. It's either like they're, they're always hitting the gym. So they've got a bit of ab. Yeah. They've also got a bit of like fleshy curves as well. Yeah. You know, like curves in all the right places. They've They've got got like like the unattainable
1: body of a flat stomach, a juicy bum, like a, a little hint of boobs most of the time not so much necessarily but, but like enough to
0: really give the enough
1: shape. enough to yeah not feel look flat chested in something they've got mm. sort of that hourglass pinched in waist mm. but yeah but then still got really oh.
0: they're like posed so they've like pushed their hip out and their mm-hmm. leg is up they've got full glam full mm-hmm. glam for the beach first. and off. they've got that
1: yeah they've got a color and the way i associate it Myself with it is so I'm like on oh, like the last day of holiday. That's what I hope to
0: like to look like. Oh, the color of your skin, yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, oh, it's like oh, once I'm mm. tanned, it's like no, I, I no one goes that shade, or I certainly don't. Not all well, over, not consistently. Not if I've been new swimsuit each
0: day. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing because I like on my stomach. I have like a it's kind of two toned, you know. Mm. It's like a little patchy, which is not a problem, but it's not like the best colour. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, when I get a tan and I'm yeah. like all, I'm like monochrome all over. <laughs> and this colour is going to pop more or it's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or I'm going to look good. I'm going to glow more. Tans make you glow. They and right really like now I'm just like um, cool toned. No, I thought know I mean? look like you
1: caught the sun. But I also yeah, don't know right if that's the lighting,
0: but I think you, you have. Lighting, but it's, it's probably just my face. My stomach hasn't seen anything. <laughs>
1: um, I hear you, I hear
0: you. But yeah, so these women, they have like full glam. They've got sleek hair, whether it's like they've curled it like they've gone to some like beach club. I also don't like understand sl- anyone who can style.
1: sunbathe with their hair down. I've just never known how mm-hmm. someone does that well I, I'm a hair up kind of person I don't I but like anything. I don't a want a, a sweaty back of my neck mm, what that's sticking to like n- no it's it's gonna be piled up here yep no I don't know how people look glam or wear makeup in the sun I want to barely wear anything I don't
0: like makeup in the it's sun. it's already sticky all. wearing
1: sun cream <laughs>
0: Me it's not a sticky thing. I just like want my skin to feel to the sun. Yeah. Yeah, and to breathe and like Oh, and yeah, I don't what get that it, might be I doing to
1: your skin as well. I just feel like the little, little sweat
0: and then it's probably like it gets made in and absorbed. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever do you ever think that makeup gets absorbed into the skin more? For like, sure. It can all rub off. Yeah, okay. It's not just me. <laughs> um <laughs> but it's it's really it's really tough to you know that these photos are doctored as well. So yeah. you can't, you don't know where reality ends and fakery begins. And so, anyway, back to your initial question this intro is very long, but
1: okay.
0: I'm on my fourth order. Um, I'm still waiting back on two refunds, which is fine because I mm-hmm. didn't refund the game. Them that long, yeah. return them that long ago. No. Nope. I have reordered a pair of knickers um, in in my correct size. They do fit. I tried them on, but they've got marks on them, don't they? So they need to go back. What, like, (laughs) as in, like, dry skin marks or someone like... No, 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 no. no. It's not, like, gross. Someone else has tried them on marks. Oh. It's, it's like, maybe they've hung them up somewhere and they've gotten a mark. Okay. So they need to go back. And I am waiting on... Another order. So some, order. you have had
1: some success. I've seen some great swimwear from well, you. I've
0: only kept one out have of them. You? Yeah, only kept one. Because I'm, I'm, I have high hopes for this next order. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So you know what this to. makes me
1: think? Mm-hmm. Is That we need another Kylie swim collection.
0: Stop it.
1: <laughs> No, but seriously yeah where has that gone it's summer kylie where's the swimsuits she's only done one drop and we all know like i mean skims has had a probably like 20 in between now and then the girl's tired <laughs> the girl is tired she but is for real
0: i would um I may have considered buying one for shits and giggles. Oh, given for I'm, sure! Like buy one, try it on, take pictures. I don't, pictures. Think, I don't oh. think the returns policy would be that good. Mm. And, and I'm also, not like, spending dollars anyway. Yeah, I'm not spending like eighty to one hundred dollars on one set. Yeah, that I may not even get most of my money back. No, 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 no. Oh, Kylie is a billionaire. I don't need to help her. You know. <laughs>
1: What's your fashion story? <laughs> <laughs> so my fashion story is actually about the Kardashians. We have their TV show back on our screens. Um, I love it. What can I say? Um and in the most recent episode, yep. actually, is it? Yeah, I got really confused as to what day it was. Then um, we're we're only on this day of the week. Um, Kim mentioned mm-hmm. that Kanye has been her stylist for the entirety of their marriage, mm-hmm. and then in the in the short sort of aftermath of their divorce, has also been sort of helping her. Was style? Mm. Sorry, they weren't. They weren't divorced at the time of the filming. Like separated, filing, whatever. He was funny about that. So don't come for us, Kanye. Um. So she, for the first time ever, is styling herself and putting together outfits herself. Mm. And I say that with a pinch of salt because we all know she probably does have an actual. Yeah, she does stylist, but it might be someone. He had the vision for her and he would go, I love that. You should wear your hair like this. And this is the jewelry and this is the makeup. And he had a vision and that's him. So I don't think that anyone would tell her as strongly as he did how to dress and how to wear stuff. Like someone will send her stuff or show her things, Mm -hmm. but the ultimate look sort of now falls on her. And she was like, I don't really know how to dress. I don't really know how I feel. And I was like, I just don't think I could have a man or a woman, to be honest. I don't think I could have a stylist. I'd love advice, but I couldn't have someone tell me what to wear. Yeah. Like to the point where I don't know how to dress myself. Mm. It's one thing that if I went to a red carpet or a special event and someone's like, these are outfits that look nice on you. You're mm-hmm. going to be photoed a lot But And so then Scott Disick was like This is kind of funny Because she was asking his advice He was like Kim is arguably known as being One of the most beautiful women alive mm-hmm. And she's insecure about What she looks like Or how she's dressing right now
0: Well Kim is insecure Yeah Like I mean To me that's the no job. Well, the job she has is attention seeking. I don't mean that in a rude way, but how can you not, you're seeking validation from people. But it's not just that. If we think about how much work she's had done and Mm -hmm. how many, let's take away plastic surgery, cosmetic procedures she has done and her maintenance and her upkeep. Do you remember right at the beginning? Okay. Gen Z won't remember this, but millennials will right (laughs) in the beginning of keeping up with the Kardashians remember she had her baby hairs laser. her armenian hairline yes she used to have these like wispy bits yes and she doesn't at all mm-hmm. her hairline is slick and it was because she had them lasered yeah people who thinks of that yeah like, let's be normal people would just i've got add a little bit of i've hair got gel. wispy bits i've got you but if you wanted a slick look you'd use hair gel or hairspray hold spray l-net you know, Elnett's big, (laughs) you do, you'd brush it back. You wouldn't be like, let me go to my dermatologist to get lasered. Um, Kim is definitely a prime example of insecurity and also confidence simultaneously. I wonder whether she actually struggles to dress herself because I think since she's not been with Kanye, I think she's had great looks. I yeah, think she looked gorgeous. Yeah. She had that silver tight dress when she was at the um, what was that award ceremony or something. She was no, at the
1: premiere of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I think. Okay, that uh,
0: sequined silver tight sleeveless no. dress.
1: No, something I know awesome. what you mean. That was beautiful.
0: She looked great, and I think yeah. that I think she's looked great the whole time mm. post Kanye. Let's say I think maybe what she's worried about is her stepping out in what she wants to wear or what she thinks looks good and getting the criticism because she's no longer with Kanye. Kanye's no longer choosing her clothes. So people are going to be like, they're going to be extra hard on her. Do you know what I mean? Or, she's or like, you, you can't oh, fall wear... back on if the
1: criticism's there, Well, Kanye chose it?
0: Yeah, exactly. And maybe Kanye will have something to say. Maybe he'll text her and be like... So I think she... that was
1: the thing is that he described one of her looks and sent her a picture of a dress that and Marge Simpson wearing a similar outfit. Oh, stop. Which I can so see him doing. I don't know of him, course. but like, of course he's that petty that he's like bashing her for her own... What's wrong with him? <laughs> and this is before he went crazy. This is when they were still like fairly um platonic, not even platonic. I don't know what you would say. Cordial cordial there you go mm. platonic what
0: no.
1: um so yeah but I just thought that's so funny isn't it is that actually the way she started out was mm. sorting people's wardrobes out she used to sort out like Paris Hilton's wardrobe and tidy it and organize it and sort of be a stylist of like taking out the things they won't need anymore and yeah. styling it in a certain way so for one of the most watched and like fashion obsessed women but Mm. then maybe I would really care about what I was putting out if that's many people were interested in what I looked like yeah this is her business isn't it Mm. her
0: image is everything and
1: it's a billion dollar industry you know
0: yeah I, I would be kind of nervous like if I were in the public eye that much and I was that wealthy You get sent so much stuff that it's overwhelming. Mm. What do I wear? How do I put it together? I think it's easier to dress yourself when you have fewer options.
1: Yeah, And also then like playing the game of making sure each designer is entertained enough or given their fair shout
0: or fair representation. I mean, yeah, it would be like contractual, wouldn't it? Some people are paying you to wear their stuff and sometimes you're just wearing stuff because you want to wear it but then you sometimes it's like she can't be seen wearing too much of one brand because it might if she's wearing a a particular brand of denim too much she's not promoting good american yeah you know like you don't want to go against can't go against the family can't (laughs) go against the family they are like the mafia Uh, what's your fashion story So my first one actually is something that I sent you earlier in the week and it's, um, it's kind of something that happened over in the States where this woman had gone into a vintage store and bought a secondhand pre-loved vintage bag. Now it was a pre-loved coach bag, fairly old, I suspect. She bought it for about just under $50. Mm -hmm. So, um, she'd gone to the store bought it taking it home whatever then kind of realized that it was fake it wasn't real now for those of you out there might not know you might think oh well if it's under 50 dollars and of course it's gonna be fake but you can get coach bags that are quite old for yeah. really reasonable prices or other brands as well they can depending on how worn they are how old they are you know that That didn't ring alarm bells. The Mm -hmm. price didn't ring alarm bells to her because it was kind of reasonable for something like that. Yeah. Um, She'd taken it home, um, realised it was fake. I think her husband went back to return it for her and he was told that they couldn't return it. And then she went herself. I think she she has a presence online or whatever. So she'd recorded her experience going back into the shop and just being like, listen, I want to return this. Um, it's fake. <laughs> You're a vintage store. And the owner of the business has basically said, can't return it because um, had you asked me if it were real, I would have told you it was fake. Um, we are... Um, We are a vintage store, not a thrift store. I don't know what difference that makes. As if, I don't know, vintage stores are out to
1: sell fake. That's not even appropriate because saying if you had asked me, I would have told you just means that, so you're a scam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I'm not going,
1: I wouldn't go into, like, that's literally, if I went into Chanel and I bought a bag, they told me, you know, I'm like, oh, can I have that, please? Find out it's a fake. And they're like, "What? Well, you didn't ask if it was real. You're
0: claiming it is by the nature of your store. Yeah. And and the owner also says to her while she's filming, um, if it were real, I would have priced it much higher. Um, Lady, you can't be selling fakes. It's $50 I don't know as well. In a, in a vintage store. I don't know where she gets this idea that it's okay to be selling fakes. No, you can sell something which is in the style of a brand. Mm. But as soon as you put logos, labels on an item, you are selling it with the intention of that person believing it is that brand. So you can garner more money for this item. if
1: she knew, you go, babe, just before you buy this, you know this is a copy.
0: Yeah, exactly. A disclaimer. And yeah, be like oh, that's no, that's don't... why it's
1: fifty and not
0: a hundred, and that is why you can't return it because you're buying it knowing knowledge. Yeah, what it is. So she knew what she was doing when she sold her that bag. Exactly. <sighs> um, the videos on on diet products. So if there's any of you, and I'll try and like screenshot it and link it so that you guys can actually see the video and see it for yourself because it is like mind-blowing another customer had actually tweeted and said that the owner of the store had claimed that this customer had come into the store like aggressively no you can watch the video she's not she's just confused by the situation (laughs) and rightly so yeah um but yeah it's not actually legal to be selling fakes no to have a have a business um
1: yeah it's an illegal business anyway Mm. Mm -hmm. to knowing you sell something that is counterfeited. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And pretending to be something else.
0: And I think it's funny that she would jeopardise her business over $44, whatever it was. Mm. If I were her, I would have said... Especially if someone comes into a
1: store filming me, my behaviour is, yes, ma'am, thank you. Yep. Goodbye, easy money. Yeah, easy peasy. Why is she filming me?
0: Yeah. So yeah, can't be wrong and strong. Do you know what I mean? Can't be wrong and strong. <laughs> I feel like a That's a, an awesome that's, a that's a
1: t-shirt logo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. But um then my second fashion story. is a small one. But uh, the designer Jacques Mousse is collaborating with Nike. Mm. Have you seen this?
1: I've heard about it. I haven't seen anything yet.
0: Yeah, so I, I just saw like a like an image couple, crop up on social, but I thought that's gonna sell like hot cakes. For sure. Yep. So is it sportswear? Well, the image that I saw is like an aerial view of like, it's not like tennis court and it's got the Nike swoosh and then the Jack Moose label. So cool. I assume it could be, you know, when we come into the summer months, all these brands like to do these cute tennis looks, like yeah. we all play tennis. Those pleated skirts, like mini skirts and those polo shirts mm-hmm. with the green and white theme. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something along those lines. Um, And it would sell well because that sort of thing is in trend. Very
1: interesting.
0: Mm. That's a
1: Again, we love a collab where you're bringing two very different vibes together. We love
0: Mm. it. We love to see it. Would you buy something though? I'd have to see
1: what the price tag is and also what they're offering, you know. Like, I, the Victoria Beckham Reebok, I think it is, collection, is really nice. A, it sells out really quickly, but also it's just quite expensive for
0: mm-hmm.
1: just having VB on a Reebok top. Is um, it, How much
0: was the price point?
1: Well, if you think maybe, like, sports leggings are maybe, like, 70, 80 quid anyway, they're probably then, like, a little bit hiked up oh, okay. to that. Um and the tops and stuff like that so yeah it's more just uh you'd have to really want it or it'd have to really be Mm -mm. something you've not seen before maybe to justify it Mm. um but yeah i am i'll be interested to
0: see jack stella mccartney and adidas Mm. i have a sports bra by that and what i like about it is it's not like this limited edition thing. I don't think they still yeah. do it. No, I oh. think she still collaborates with them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not this limited edition thing. Like That's what like I rush. think it needs to be. It should be limited. No,
1: I think it okay. should be sort of a bit open-ended, especially, I just think it's kind of cool. I think some things mm-hmm. are meant to be limited
0: edition and I think some things aren't. Yeah, I don't want to rush to buy everything all the time. And especially
1: not at leisure. I just think that it's expensive. It should fit you right. You shouldn't sort of frantically...
0: There are certain things you shouldn't frantically buy. mm mm-hmm. And I also think that when things are too limited edition, I get the impression that half the stock goes to influencers, yeah. the wealthy people who get first dibs on it. And then... The other half are for people who are, you know, signing up to the mailing list or the wait list and they, mm-hmm. they know they're going to buy it before they've even seen someone else in it. Um, or they are just like really into fashion, whether, you know, like they put in a lot of work to get their hands on to something, anything in the collection. And it's just like, can we go back to going into the shop, feeling the garment? taking our time, thinking, do I want to buy this? Does this look good on me? And getting to enjoy, because that's the point of a collaboration. It's like allowing people who don't normally buy into your brand experience what you do in a new way. Mm. And I don't buy Jacques Mousse, but I have Nike stuff. And if it was a nice collab and the price was fair, yeah. then it would be a nice thing to have. Well, because also I think, I actually think that
1: sportswear really lasts. I've had Nike leggings
0: oh I was like 18 no it's indestructible that stuff yeah and it's like 40 pounds
1: yeah (laughs) I've had sports bras that yeah I just I think if you if you find a fit or you find something that suits you or whatever it lasts and so I think Mm. it is definitely worth worth the money as well um mm, can't wait to see what that is yeah (laughs) Interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at substance pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics,
0: all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstance podcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions, or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode.
1: Okay, so if you've been living under a rock, you would have forgotten, but Most of us know that Eurovision was this weekend, and the UK did okay. We took a very, very blessed second place, only to Ukraine. And so we sort of thought that let's talk about Eurovision, performers, costume, Some people choose to represent their homeland and maybe wear authentic national garments. Some people go for pizzazz. And it just made us kind of think of the different ways people represent themselves on stage. Um, I don't know. I just think that's quite interesting. And European fashion varies so
0: much. It really does. I don't think Eurovision... um... Gets enough talk when we talk about fashion or we talk about awards or we talk about shows. I, I think all we have to do is yeah. think
1: of um, I don't know their name, but the bearded man Conchita divorced Conchita, Conchita yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and how impactful that was. Oh, and yeah, massive. how much that gave men who had facial hair the confidence to wear makeup or mm-hmm. all of just be themselves because i mm-hmm. think there's a whole space isn't there in the drag scene where mm-hmm. you you shave that off and yep. you don't have your facial hair when you put makeup on
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i think that represented a whole different type of of man -hmm. Or they, them, whatever, a whole different Mm -hmm. type of persona that hadn't been represented, Mm -hmm. and to have it on such a stage and be celebrated and when Eurovision was huge.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I think that we really underestimate it. And it's actually such a big deal in the LGBTQ plus community as well. Mm -hmm. That I think that that speaks volumes, that it's it's a big deal. I I personally don't really watch Eurovision, mm-hmm. but I'm always curious. And actually, I'm really pleased that UK did well. Um, but it's it's a big deal, especially, I think, more so in Europe. I have a friend that lives in Amsterdam, and they have, like, some serious viewing parties there.
0: Yeah, it... I don't know, like... For people who aren't from the UK, like we've got a lot of American listeners. Mm. <laughs> so and Americans don't what know
1: what it is. Camilla, Camilla Cabello didn't mm. know what Eurovision was.
0: Oh, well, Eurovision is... Until
1: that awful Will Ferrell came out. Will Ferrell
0: film came out. I haven't seen it, but I well, mean... I've seen it, yeah. It's quite fun. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, Eurovision is this international, European-wide singing competition and each country submits an entry and then there's like a number of rounds but when we watch Eurovision we're watching like the finals and it's how many countries like 19 or something something like that yeah no, no more I think it's like 20 like 40, no 40 isn't it oh oh it's like a lot of entries anyway imagine it's Europe yeah so <laughs> um so Oh, I think 40 countries vote. Sorry. I think it's like the finals is like 19 in the finals, but it's like 40 countries that vote. Um, it's a singing competition and every country has their own submission. And in Europe, I don't know if you'll agree with me, Scarlett, but we're kind of like the butt of Europe. UK. Yeah. <laughs>
1: especially um, i feel like we were
0: before trashy. brexit
1: but i feel like brexit was sort of like watch what we do now chumps you know yeah yeah yeah.
0: we don't even want to be a part of this so we're not even including you yeah we're the nation that goes on holiday and doesn't eat the local food but will go and have a english breakfast like a, an english fry up um drinking too much that we vomit in their streets and europeans look at <laughs> us like get some decorum That's kind (laughs) of how we can be viewed as Brits in Europe. So um, very often we don't earn a lot of votes because it's kind of like some countries vote for their friends, you know? And It it can be political. It can be very political. And it was political this year, to be honest. Um, So the UK also, we kind of don't take it as seriously as other countries, hence why we don't always do so well. But this year... We came out with TikTok superstar, Sam Ryder. I have loved him for so long. Mm. I didn't know he was doing Eurovision until I was watching it. Um, But he did so well. The song was good. His voice was great. Um, Had a guitar solo in it. Um, But yeah, so that is, it's quite a big deal. It happens every year. And we... What I consider we came first, just gonna say. Well, we did technically in points. In points from not by the popular vote. The popular vote is where we uh, the
1: public we, vote. Yeah. yeah, that was the public vote, and and that was different, and that was more of a political statement. Mm. And like and rightfully so, I think that was really powerful and really beautiful. But bitch, we want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want it. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you know, he, in, and I don't mean this insensitively to Ukraine, but that, yeah, I think he's, he should see himself as a winner. And we see, I think as a country, we see him as a winner.
0: Yeah. 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 I get the morale boosting for um, voting for Ukraine um, because you, I did like their act. I did like it and they but also it... like
1: kind of traditional ukrainian garb and i kind yeah. of picked that you and know they were again. really being proud to be ukrainian
0: yeah so ukraine i believe there were six members in their band or their group and they kind of what i assume was quite a traditional garments they were wearing it was like jacquard kind of woven embroidered fabrics with a melding of like hip-hop culture so bucket hats in like fluorescent pink that came that sat really low on their face one particular guy um kind of baggier trousers um then also just the style of their song was heavily Mm. influenced with like hip hop and rap and that sort of thing so they dressed for the vibe of the song entry that they had um so yeah i i like the fact that they were trying to make it modern but also pay homage to their culture their traditional garb and that's not something we always see when it comes to eurovision and the whole point is that you represent your country so it makes it would make sense to wear something more traditional
1: yeah and i guess it first originated probably was to share our cultures and our music styles and all of that stuff um and so yeah i think it was cool that they sort of mixed a bit of hip-hop but then they had their sort of waistcoats that were probably more traditional ukrainian sort of vibe Mm -hmm. um but then if you think what sam wore our um contestant that's not typically british um he wore sort of i mean first of all if you
0: don't know who he is he's got the most amazing incredible long hair um like you know what sorry not to make a link where there's no link but conchita verse long hair beard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we love a hairy man on, Yeah, we, do. <laughs> we on love a bearded reason. long-haired
1: person and so he was wearing, I don't know if it was an all in one. I think it was. I think it was like a denim sort of jumpsuit that was bedazzled, but it could have been a shirt and trousers or something.
0: I think it was like a satiny jumpsuit or something.
1: Yeah. But I wouldn't say that's a representation of British fashion. Mm. It was a show outfit. I disagree. Really? In a, in a sense, yeah. How many okay. men do you see walking down
0: the street wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> People don't wear traditional outfits anymore. But, and the reason why I disagree oh, is when I saw do you him,
1: think it reminds you of, sort of the Cockney Pearl? Yeah.
0: Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Was it Pearlies? What was it called? Pearl Kings. Yeah. So there is a kind is of right? subculture of something like that. Um, there's a like a. Subculture of East End of London um, of men and women who wear these black outfits um, that are adorned with like pearly or pearlescent Mm. buttons. And they can and the buttons will make up like images or patterns and kind of embellishments on their outfits. Um, And do they also play the spoons? I feel like they play the spoons. Am I wrong? I don't know. We haven't researched this bit, guys. This is just <laughs> off the top of our heads. So,
1: But actually, you're write... you saying that it is a real homage
0: to that. It is. And yeah. not only um, that sort of subculture, as nod to that subculture, because um, it's quite niche and very British, to be honest. Um, it reminded me of Elton John... Um, Him in his jumpsuits With the glitter, the rhinestones yeah. I mean, not Elton John now I mean like Elton John back in the Early day. days Yeah Um, And the fact that the song was called Spaceman You know, it was It really was a nod to To British- rule Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a nod to that In a subtle If you know, you know kind of way
1: if you know you know yeah actually I hadn't really thought of that I sort of just took it as a really base like initial just basic stage outfit like superficial (laughs) I know I should have thought about it more um and I'm really glad we've had actually this this debrief um but yeah I think there's. I think stage outfits and representing yourself in that way is really important, Mm -hmm. and I I think that that he would have been really comfortable in what he was wearing. Oh, it was very comfortable. And I think that I think that if you're going on stage and doing something quite well, in my head it would be really unnatural. But obviously, Mm -hmm. if you're born to be a performer, maybe it's different. But Mm -hmm. you'd almost want to feel like you're wearing a superhero cape. You'd want to feel as empowered and as, like, boosted up as you physically can or as yourself or whatever it is that gives you that, like, I've got this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think stage outfits can be just so important for that. And I think that
0: his really would have, I think, given him an oomph. Yeah, I think a chance to just focus on his performance as opposed to focus on what he's wearing so much because it was so simple and comfortable in that regard. I think with Eurovision, because there are so many small nations that we don't get to hear a lot about, we don't know a lot about their culture, Um, people across the world, you know, like countries like San Marino, um, like what is that one country that we always... It's like funny because when you watch Eurovision, there's always like, ah, oh, didn't know that was a real place. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there's so many like small nations or like ex-Soviet nations, which, you know, the country kind of in the past like 30, 40 years has become its own sovereign state mm-hmm. um, that I don't know. I I think sometimes these smaller nations can err on the side of wearing what is more like popular culture and what is more contemporary because they're not very known. So they don't step in their culture as much. They want to kind of be popular. Um, And like, for example, there's a lot of nations who perform in English for mm. particular reasons people can identify with the English language more because more people speak the language so I think people do the same but with costume in Eurovision they're gonna wear outfits that we're all we all recognize that we used to those classic stage performance outfits as opposed to wearing something that's very particular very niche to their country what do you think
1: yeah you know what I, that made me think of last year the viral Eurovision song. That was like, baby, I can't let you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think about me? Um, it was like a real TikTok thing. And they were wearing, from my recollection, just like a, like a polo and chinos or like not, not anything to write home about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're singing in English. And I don't know. It's one thing, like that, you don't want to just be harping on about if there are clothes that don't really get worn anymore, or you're, you know, I don't know what the right way to represent your country is. Because part of me thinks, isn't, wouldn't it be amazing that everyone sings in their own language? But the reality is that when you go abroad, so many radio stations play songs in English, and that's why they do. And it's, it's just how the radio works, but. Yeah, I'd be really interested in sort of exploring what it was like back when it originated, and to see how how sort of internationally washed a lot of it's become. Mm. Yeah, because I think we're all internationally washed, and and I don't see say this in a negatively negative way, but you can really tell the amount of times that I've been on the tube, and you're like, they're from Europe. You know when oh, you like yeah. can tell someone's style of dress, and you just yeah. know someone's from mainland Europe. And for context, if you are from Europe, I feel like in the UK we describe people as being from Europe, even though we know we're in Europe ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like continental. We Europe. mean like the mainland. Um, and you can just tell there is a certain way that people style themselves, certain type of footwear. There's just a general vibe, and so if you can't see that vibe in a eurovision sort of performance you know there's something that's sort of else playing in as a factor i reckon Mm -hmm.
0: what did you think of spain's outfit i believe her name was like chanel and yeah we 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 had like a eurovision um watching party and we described her as like beyonce of spain because she gave us rhinestones she gave us leotard she gave us sparkly rhinestoned chaps and boots and her dancing was impeccable her energy was impeccable she did so well but she was in sexy sexy butt cheeks out rhinestones all over wow um it wasn't yeah. Spanish at all but of course it played into like sexy well, I'd say the embellishment
1: Spanish. is Spanish. Hmm? If you zoom in the embellishment kind of looks a bit Spanish. <laughs>
0: What, because it's like red and yellow?
1: There's some red in there. Yeah, I guess. Um, Um, I don't know. It's really difficult because I don't know if you remember a few years ago, Little Mix performed on X Factor and loads of people complained to Ofcom for the fact that they were wearing leotards mm. and that it was too racy and blah, 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 blah. And Beyonce's been wearing leotards on stage since I can remember. Mm -hmm. and just because we've always known her as a grown woman, whereas Mm -hmm. Little Mix, we sort of feel like we knew them since they were, like, 17. We probably knew Beyonce since that age from Destiny's Child. Yeah, 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 we did. But still, we associate, we've always associated her as being a woman, and I think we have this real thing of differentiating sort of youth with being allowed to wear stuff like that. Um because I'm a big, I don't know, like I think wear what you want on stage. If you want to wear a leotard and you look great, obviously, like don't have everything out. Um, but I also I wonder what makes that a stage outfit. Mm. I wonder what, like, who was the original? Probably someone like Cher, I don't know, but who originated this sort of cat suit? wearing a leotard on stage and that being like a woman's show outfit. Because even if you think of the most recent tours that are going on, Dua Lipa's Thierry Mugler, yeah, cut-out, very sexy cat suit, little mix with like some super sexy again, very similar to Dua Lipa's mm. cut out cat suits. You've got to think of like Taylor Swift when she wears like maybe like mini shorts or a bodysuit. Beyonce, Mm -hmm. there's a, like, big people do it. There must be a reason. I don't know if it, because it looks great in the lights, what it is, or if it feels amazing. I think she looked great. Yeah. Do I, would I feel embarrassed if there was also an act in a T-shirt and I'm wearing that? Probably. I'd probably be like, you'd want everyone to have a similar level of effort to you. Well, that's like
0: every, every female male performer duo. It's like the woman is... Well, there was that
1: controversy wasn't there when Beyonce and Ed Sheeran performed and she was in like a beautiful bedazzled catsuit leotard and he's just there in t-shirt and jeans and someone's like, it's a double standard. And it's like, no, she also wants, she doesn't want to be in a t-shirt. No, she don't. She wants (laughs) to look more, she wants to look beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he doesn't give a shit and that's actually part of his image. Exactly, it is part of his image. Um, You know, like Michael Bublé is a suit man. He couldn't just wear a T-shirt on stage.
0: Yeah. Who's going to sing Christmas songs in a T-shirt? People would still be at his feet. You know, the cult of Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. Um, Um,
1: But I don't know. There's something interesting in it. I think she looked great. um, But am I saying that because I want to lift up a woman in a catsuit? Maybe.
0: (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, when you started talking about little mix wearing like really provocative outfits and we've known them since young, I literally had flashbacks to when we were at school and we had a talent show and there was like me and like four of my other friends doing that pussycat dolls rendition to like loosen up my buttons or something yeah. with a chair. Yeah. Oh my god. Why did were we ever allowed? You also did
1: a dance? I'm sure you did a dance to Christina Aguilera Dirty.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I allowed? Um, but that's also
1: that's not really a, a personality description I would say of you.
0: You know, what? I a just lot think of songs you could dance. Time, yeah.
1: It was more that you could dance.
0: A lo- loosen up my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> a lot but of songs at the time of- in, of- in I mean, the early 2000s
1: sexual. I think it's a really scary thing for women to be confident with being
0: sexualized or wanting to but sexualize we were, themselves. But we like, yeah. I guess, I guess at that age we were teenagers, and yeah. so there's that like conflicting. You want to be like cute and sexy and all that, but also you're not a woman, and it's a bit yeah. like calm down. Yeah. Um, but back to your question, like when we think about um, where does the the history of wearing leotards on stage come from well the first thing i think of is ballet classical ballet leotards tights um point shoes that is skin tight performance dance wear. as finest you don't want things all over the place trailing on the floor long outfits where you can't like lift the leg and elongate your arms and all of that easily and then you think about, you know, flapper girls back in the 20s, the the frills and the, like the, not the tassels, but the ends of the skirt enabled you to do mm. kicking and jiving and all that bullshit. And I think when you think of like the golden age of Hollywood and you think of, you know, how they always used to have like these dance elements. Yeah. Um, in musicals and in particularly the most, the more glamorous Hollywood films, um, the women used to wear rhinestones and glitter and they used to wear leotards um, because they could dance in it, but it was also really glamorous. And I just think, I I think for the last uh, like 100 years, at least, probably more than that, being on stage and performing um, and wearing that sort of thing has been really common. Yeah, and it makes me think of burlesque. Yes. That's where it comes that 40s, 50s era that has infiltrated burlesque. Yeah. I just love it. Would I want to wear we gonna- a cat
1: suit and look great? Yeah. When are I we would. gonna get
0: a burlesque look in Eurovision? Have we had one? I mean, probably.
1: <laughs> but I also I also think that what that's representing by chanel wearing that is that it's no like nothing is no ever nothing is no longer but really clumsy sentence nothing is just a singing competition anymore Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everything is x factor everything is full package everything is i look great i sing great i can Mm. perform I can Mm. dance. I've got a whole choreography with this. Mm, And mm. that was what she was going for. She was going for stardom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she did well. She came third. She did well. Which is technically second.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Everyone's getting bumped up this year. Um, I think one thing I noticed that was a strong theme this year was male fashion and the blurring of line of what is masculine wear was the bl- the line was blurring this year there was a lot of sparkle and yeah. I love sparkle I and love there were men- a man and sparkles there was um this one particular outfit I wish I had a guy he was in a duo I can't remember which country it was I'm so sorry guys I should have looked this up but he was wearing this sheer code but it had like remember like Ricardo Tisci at Givenchy and he used mm-hmm. to have those dresses, which are like sheer, but it had like all these like crystal embellishments on it. It kind of gave me that vibe. Um, and it was stunning. He was wearing that. And obviously you could see like chest and leg and whatnot. And you saw one guy from, again, I cannot remind, can't remember which country he was from, but he wore another black sheer bodysuit with um, silver crystals, or rhinestones on it. And this thick black belt, which had the same sort of embellishment. So he was giving us chest.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And there were
0: just other guys who were not afraid to wear makeup, like Australia. Yes, guys, Australia performs in Eurovision. I know. We'll never um, know why. Um, Basically, they for years, decades, they've been streaming Eurovision over there, like diehard fans, they're always watching it. And the commission of Eurovision, um, let them perform (laughs) one year and then they were doing so well that they just let them perform every year now. I think that's the abbreviated version. Anyway, Australia, isn't it? Um, And their entry um, was a man who, full face makeup, um, wore, it was kind of like a suit up top, but it had a long train with like feather, ruffles, embellishment. Yeah. Um yeah, there was a lot of um gen I don't want to say genderless because it was gendered, but it just was like feminist. I think it gives
1: it gives camp Mm. and camp in the best what sense of the word, that camp doesn't mean that something has to be gay. It doesn't have to be queer. Mm. Someone can literally just be a bit camp with how they're dressing and they can just like yeah, have a bit of makeup on, or add a bit of embellishment, and it's just it's just for like a good time, or it's just yeah. it's for the show, or it's more just also representing that there is a blurred line of of fashion and expression, and I just I think that's why Eurovision is such um, a fail-safe good time, is because it's such a celebration of just um, freedom expression um and just some some fun outfits like people don't take themselves too seriously and I think that's that's amazing I mean I've seen a snippet of Latvia's entry with one um I don't know if you've seen the lyrics um we can't I don't think we can say it on the podcast like it's it's rude okay (laughs) um (laughs) but I was just like I just love that that it's it's controversial or like they know what they're doing. And I just think Eurovision is a really fun expression. I think it's maybe that reminder of, I think we've both talked before that we're sort of going through a phase of just probably being a bit safer with how we dress and leaning towards more effortless, pieces and outfits because maybe look we grew up in a time where we're stung by every photo of us and our outfits Mm. maybe that is a reason why
0: yeah
1: um like no image from our childhood is kind to us in so many ways like a friend of ours this morning shared a picture of mim and you were embarrassed by the thinness of your eyebrows you know we we grew up in a tough time um fashion wise and appearance wise but I think that Eurovision sort of reminds reminds you to be like yeah why why do we give a shit like Mm. we should wear that bedazzled thing and we should wear that stuff and We should like fashion is for celebrating and for expressing fun times. And I think, I think loads of people love it for that the freedom of it and just getting dressed up to celebrate in a viewing party and all of that stuff. I think Mm -hmm. it reminds us, it's one of those reminders that fashion,
0: art, music is all intertwined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really agree with you. And I think what you said about it being camp, your vision is camp. And that is why. In the best way. We like it so much in Europe. Because. Europe is camp. We love camping in Europe. And I think also we can like take the piss out of ourselves. Mm, Like sometimes it's the most ridiculous song, the most annoyingly catchy song. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) Exactly. That will make it. That will do well. It will be stuck in our heads or we'll just laugh about it. And it's part of that it's like a big old carnival it I mean, is like- it is it's like an, a version of carnival for us yeah and i think that's nice the fact that as you said when we as you know people in europe watch award shows music award shows and whatnot that happened and many of them are in the states Most of the ones that we see are in the States and we see the looks of all these celebrities and they come out and they're dressed to the nines and we, and we judge their outfits. And they're like, why could, why were they wearing that designer? And that wasn't a good look and blah, 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 blah. Um, And it's serious and it's professional. It's like the careers are on the line. None of these people who are in Eurovision are known really. They might be known a little bit, but they don't have these massive mm. careers. If anything, Eurovision is a way for them to jumpstart. Yeah, really that's so big. true. They've got
1: nothing to lose got nothing. To everything lose. to gain. Yeah,
0: exactly. <gasps> and some people just do it because, I, I don't know, like their country wants to send an entry and it's just a bit of fun. So it's a lot of work. I'm not downplaying it, but yeah, it's... It, It is treated as a festival, carnival, really camp point in the year. And I think that a lot of the fashion reflects that. I mean, one of the presenters for the evening was Mika. Now, if he's not camp... I love
1: him. I love him. I know.
0: We were like... you know when you haven't sung a song in years, but the lyrics just come back to you. I
1: can be brown, I can be blue. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, you know
1: my favorite song of his is Is this the way you look?
0: <gasps> he me? performed that as well. Did we, he? Yes, and we forgot that that was. I'm a music telling song. you now,
1: that song is good. Hits like hits me.
0: Yeah, it's good. Oh. It is. I need to watch him it. sing that. Oh my god! Okay, It was good. Um, so he's incredibly camp, yeah. And it was a good, a good old time. Well, um, and the UK
1: has Graham Norton, like oh, you know, report oh, on oh,
0: it. Yeah. It true. is
1: just without being called a gay celebration.
0: Mm-hmm. That is Eurovision. Yeah, it is. And Graham Norton is a terrible dresser. <laughs> i
1: don't know if he does it on purpose i don't know if the suit thing is like a thing now
0: i don't think he cares
1: no i think i yeah i think it's yeah a
0: bit maybe and it's just yeah i think it's part of the the thing um they also had two other presenters one of which was a woman who she she is an italian um songstress you know she's big out there um and so that's why she was hosting eurovision because it was held out in italy um and her looks versace 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 of course because that's how you do it when you're in italy and you're italian and you're hosting eurovision yeah so um a lot of the you know most recent versace looks was like the chain or the fine chainmail kind of dresses one in gold um there was um a kind of tight bright blue number with obviously like the Versace safety pins and the slits and stuff. Yeah, she looked amazing. I love it. I think it's
1: it's such a a different fashion evening and it's funny because you mentioned that when red carpets and big music events happen in the US, we get flooded with red carpet looks. Oh my god! This is what everyone's wearing, and we see every look. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised Eurovision hasn't got there yet. And I know it's not
0: a oh fashion. My god, this is another job for us. We're just we're just pitching jobs to people. We could do fashion trademark. We're doing it. Yeah, Leave like, us be. We reach out to BBC.
1: Um, but yeah, it needs more of a. It doesn't even take over Instagram in that way, maybe because Instagram is so much more Americanized. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it really does need to be a fashion moment because even if the outfits are kind of crazy, let's be honest, so many red carpet outfits are crazy. Have you seen the Met? I know not recently, but things used to be crazy. And I I think that you can celebrate or comment on what you do and don't like for crazy outfits anyway. Um, and yeah, I just think that it should be a bit of a fashion celebration, especially because if countries are incorporating heritage into these looks, Mm -hmm. how cool is that? Yeah. You know, Americana Met looks, what? Mm -hmm. If we're actually celebrating like the Pearl Kings and, you know, Ukraine are paying homage to some of their, um, like old school kind of um upholstery or whatever it might be Mm.
0: we should be made aware of that yeah and if you think about it some of the biggest names in fashion are european you know for sure Um, so like carolina herrera um versace obviously gucci um oh my god you you could just go on and on and on, Burberry, um, Alexander McQueen, and every country legitimately could come out with, you know, their, their country, at least Saab. Um, mm. They could come out in their designers, even if it's like an after-party event and things. I'm sure they Love do that. to some extent. We just
1: created a new fashion oh, mate, spectacle.
0: We're on fire today. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh um so what is our poll
0: for this week
1: do you associate Eurovision with fashion
0: oh, that's yeah yeah because I it. feel like
1: maybe people don't people watch don't. it for like a good time and people watch it to see what's a good fun song but like, I, I, even just talking about it, I'm going to now view all of the costumes and outfits just so differently.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Because let's be honest, clothing is deliberate. On that kind of platform, clothing is deliberate.
0: 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's give it kind of, you know,
0: the energy and time. Yeah. That it deserves, yeah. I agree.
1: Gonna go watch Mika now.
0: Yeah, watch it. It was a good one. It was like a big performance. Oh, stop. I love him. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) on that note. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Style Over Substance, guys. Don't forget to check out our
1: Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods